The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, August 5th. 2023 packaging and rebranding cigars featuring another one of our private labels welcome everybody to the cigar authority and you are listening to the cigar authority now in its 14th year making it the longest continually running cigar podcast awarded the ambassadors of cigars by cigar journal magazine awarded the top 10 educational podcast by podbean four years in a row the cigar authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Did, did you say 14th year? Now in We're our 14th year. In our 14th year, yes. Now in our 14th How much longer do we have to keep doing this? <laughs> I don't know. We'll just keep doing it until we get it right. So uh, forever. Forever. <laughs> Long time listeners of the Cigar Authority right, might remember her. Uh, that she came on and did an interview right on the show. That was quite a few years ago. It's three years three ago. Three years ago. Three years. Is Sarah, now Sarah Green. Yes. Uh, she's been married since, but uh, she's coming in to join us today. Uh, she, We said, maybe I'm going to pop in today uh, to have a cigar with you. And I said, uh, maybe you want to pop in and jump on the show. So here you are. Hello. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly how the interview went, too. You right, know, I was like, right. hey, I'm, I'm going to come in for an interview. And you said, great, uh, we're going to put you on the show, too. So. <laughs> well, today was the perfect one because, coincidentally, what we're talking about today is packaging and repackaging of cigars in the cigar industry and repackaging of a lot of different things. But the, the cigar we're going to smoke here was repackaged three years ago. We started the... Per- which it took a couple of years, it did, right? Yeah, it took a so, while. So this is good that you're here because you remember the very beginning of that process, and we have it uh, completed now. And we'll get to it, and we'll light up the cigar right now. What do we have, Mister Jonathan? Uh, right now, we are going to smoke the Studio Twenty One. Uh, this is a six by fifty standard Toro. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by a manufacturer who is asked to be nameless. Although, yes, you on the me. back of the box there is a sticker. That says who manufactured it. So why are they asking to remain nameless and putting their name <laughs> on the box? What does it say there? What does it say? Uh, it says, uh, you really going to make put me on the spot to do it? <laughs> of course. Can I'm they the, sue me? I'm the one that said I wouldn't say it. So what, what is uh, that? It says Davidoff of Geneva, USA Incorporated, Pinellas Park, Florida. All right. Huh. They don't make it a Florida. This is a no. Dominican cigar. But they make cigars, other cigars in the Dominican Republic. We're going to pay attention to this cigar for whatever reason. It, 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 and that'll get to the low price of what it is, and maybe well, that stands. What we talked about last week, which was um, private label brands. Speaking right? of the price, yeah. a single is going to set you back $8.99. A box of 20 is one forty three ninety nine. It's just about 20% off of the single price when you buy it by the box, making them about $17 and nine, I'm sorry, $7.19. How's if that? you're too far away from That's a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, 
Right. You should probably try twoguyscigars.com. Yeah, That's the, the number ones. two, guyscigars.com. And it goes away after, after this. We're not going to go to private labels, but when we got to packaging, it was a perfect uh, thing to do because we repackaged it. So uh, right now it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Pernomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Right off the rip, you know who the manufacturer is. Just it's by the cold draw. The cold draw. It's exactly what it is. Mm. Yeah, a little musty flavor. Is this part basement. of the... Basement. Yeah. <laughs> your grandmother's basement, right? <laughs> is this... um? Part of the Kia package? You know, I don't know. Uh, I believe it is. Okay. I'm going to be asking that every week. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll all have right. them send me a postcard. But this is a new lighter. New lighter alert. No way. New lighter alert. This is the Carrera by Vertigo. Uh, this features a push-button action with a flat flame Ooh. on the top. Easy adjustment at the bottom. And it does have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You're not going to believe the price on this. Before I say the price, I have seen flat flame lighters start at $99 yep, the low end. and go up as high as $250. Jeez. This is a flat flame Vertigo Carrera for $24.99. No. Wow. It's unbelievable. So I saw it at the trade show. That's where it was. And I, I hit the switch to see how it lights. And it's a beautiful flat flame. Nice, thin profile. I said, all right, I think we're going to have to go for it, whatever this is going to end up being. And then they said the price, and yeah, okay, give us X amount, 100 of these, because this is a winner all day long. I've Very never classic. seen a flat flame. I've never seen that. Pretty cool, right? It is really neat. Yeah. So what that does is it gives you the power of a jet, but because they fan that jet out into the flat flame, you reduce your uh, burn temperature down closer to where com tobacco combusts. Hmm. You get a much cleaner light that way. All right. So last week we did all private label brands and um, all private label brands of not just cigars. We talked about private labels as the whole. The economy slowed down and private labels are selling. Uh, certainly our private labels are selling more than they ever have. But grocery stores, all these different things, private labels are uh, selling well. So we never do this on the Cigar Authority and this will be the last week of it. But we... Offer, offered a promotion of a whole bunch of our private labels together. So if you're a regular smoker and you're saying, I never heard of those brands before, exactly, that's because they're <laughs> store brands. Um, the locals know it's our biggest selling cigars that we sell is our own stuff that's here, but not big online because you don't know what they are. So uh, I decided to put a group of them together you're going to get a grab bag of our private label brands. It's 30 different cigars, and you'll get them for $100. 30 cigars for $100 wow. is $3.34 a piece. Wow. So what do you have to lose? Shipping, right? So you buy two of them for 200 and we include shipping hmm. also. So um, whatever you want to do, you can go to twoguyscigars.com because every one of the cigars on here, the only way to get them is from twoguyscigars.com. So it'll be the end of my commercial content for two guys. Uh, but we're talking private label brands, so that's the only way to get them. Um, give it a try. 
Um, fill your humidor up with them anyway, but you're going to be surprised. Like this particular one that will be in it, it'll be part of it. Um, and you're looking at a, you said eight dollar cigar or so, eight ninety nine. Yeah, buy by the box, it comes into seven dollars a piece. You, well, you're going to get it for three thirty four because uh, that's that's how it's going to be. Go to twoguyscigars.com. I believe it's on the rotator uh, that passes yep. there. And uh, if if you're interested in private labels to see what they are. Uh, no, it's not the fancy brand name, uh, but fancy brand name people make the cigars. So it just doesn't have the label that it's on it. And maybe you're good enough to cut it and take a drawer and say, oh, I can tell who makes the mm-hmm. cigar. Um, because typically they don't want us to say um, who it is that makes it. So that being said, we are talking about packaging in the cigar industry, rebranding. And uh, rebranding is is your package um that you have made your brand in, and we made Studio 21 years and years ago um, when we made the studio that we're in. We named it after the cigar, not the other way around. Um, Studio 21 is named after the cigar that's here. Mm. But the packaging was dated, and um, this was what we first talked about when Mm -hmm. you came in. And um, then there ends up being, okay, how do you want this to look? And we kind of went to a dated packaging also. Mm-hmm. There's a name for this style. Art Deco. Art Deco. Yep. Um, a modern dated packaging. <laughs> That's Mo- an oxymoron <laughs> if I've ever heard one. <laughs> what did you call me? Exactly. Here we go. So they, we, went, we were on this call with this graphic designer mm-hmm. that showed us all these different styles. And maybe not new to you because you had learned this in college. Yep. Certainly new to me is here's these different styles. What do you like? And we asked all the employees and everybody that was around of what it is, and this style seemed to look work for Studio 21 for mm-hmm. whatever reason. And then we went from there in colors and shapes and things and many, many renditions of it. Then it becomes the color of the box. And then how's the band going to look? And Isn't that the graphic designer that said, what's your message with this? And you were like, it's a cigar. It's for smoking. Yeah. <laughs> what's yes. your, what's the message behind? Question. It is. Like, so absolutely. O- open that box up, Jonathan. There's a little card inside the, the front of this. So read, read, that's the message. I'm going to have to take my glasses off to read it. All right. Uh, All right. Consider a room known as a studio. A room where craft is king. (laughs) Perhaps a recording studio where legendary music is composed. A movie studio where great stories are captured, frame by frame, or even woodworking studio where a natural material is perfectly formed into an elegant design. A studio is also where finer cigars are created. Welcome to Studio 21, where a very special cigar was created and named, fittingly, Studio 21. Studio 21 is a Dominican made using a perfectly selected Ecuador, Connecticut wrapper with Dominican fillers and binder leaves. All are carefully hand-constructed. A mellow, smooth, or smooth, and complex smoke created with a dedication to craft that becomes apparent the moment it hits your palate. Huh. He's like Kevin Costner. It's like a poem. Starts, starts out with an accent yeah, and then it loses fades. it. Goes right back. Quarter to of the way through yeah. the rule. Yeah, yep. you can't make it last. Going back in my, it. I'm going back in my hole. <laughs> so that that is okay. Now we have to have that, and then it turns into now that we have that feel of what we want to do. Then it became color, and mm-hmm. um, oh, should we paint it? What? 
it was a gray bluish whatever yeah i think initially it was a little more on the gray side and we moved to more color in this i never and spent I, so I much that. time on packaging <laughs> in my life huh. it was a two year deal on this thing but i i wanted to go through it and i enjoyed it i enjoyed mm-hmm. the idea of it and then uh but it took two years to do it it did it was a, it was a long process yeah. and it was really cool to see you know start to finish yeah, you know, yeah. genesis to Pretty cool. Well, and, and true or false, when you designed the color scheme for La Giana, your two favorite colors are red and blue, and that's where you ended it. Maybe that's why. That is why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was, the, that was the first time. And we had talked about um, 2283, which is, is next to Sarah there, those that are watching and are listening to the show. That looks like a wooden box. Just a wooden box. Again, it was made a long time ago, and, and the idea was to keep it um, – Old school, you know, we're talking about Corojo tobacco, right. and that was the idea of it. But that one will be changed, and the the process of that happening starts right now. Oh that we're going to start looking at that and decide. I think it's a great cigar, so, but it needs a Now, back when you did 2283, you were also in the mode of, it seemed like you came out with a new uh, store exclusive every month. And you were just throwing a bunch of shit against the wall to see what stuck. And, and this stuck around in spite of the packaging because it's such a great cigar. That's a good cigar. Now, Dave, can we agree whatever it ends up being, it won't be red or blue? No, we can't agree on <laughs> <laughs> But what color should 2283 be? I don't know. And should it be called 2283? No. That's a problem. Ooh, that was immediate. Well, it, because it it's always not, is a problem. It's 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west is the name of the brand, which nobody remembers the, the, the numbers. And they nobody, all say the compass. Where's the compass? Yeah. Do they yeah. actually? They yeah. say that? Wow. Even if they remember the numbers, they don't know why. So here's what I'm thinking of that. The 2283 is the latitude and longitude of El Corojo, Cuba. And when I went down there, I actually went to that exact spot to see what it was. And it's desolate. There's nothing there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm right there. This is the spot. In a world where your geographic coordinates are desolate. I'm just writing the copy right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> so it's El Corojo. So should it be El Corojo, 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west? I, I don't so think it needs sold. to be longer. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't know if you'd, I'd add. But El Corojo becomes the brand and the subtitle. Maybe you get rid of the N and the 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 North and the West, and you just twenty two eighty three. It's kind of easy to remember that way. Yeah. And it's what we already call it. Just throwing that out there. All right. Anyway, repackaging or well, packaging your cigar is not an easy task, and I can say amen to that. The task requires a lot of work, dedication, vision, investment, and testing. A lot of companies look at rebranding as an expense. Obviously, there are related large expenses occurred to rebranding process, but the most important is rebranding the package to not just add expense to it, but add value to the cigar itself. It is an investment. And to pull it off right, repackaging will give you a huge return, get new people on the brand, and it escalates dramatically when that happens. It certainly happened to La Giana as a repackaging change. That's the third rendition of it over 30 years. Oh, wow. And and Studio 21, dramatic, right? Yeah, we dramatic. had it before, dramatic change. It, it's almost like it's a brand new hot yep. cigar, and we had it for years. 
but be prepared for harsh criticism. So if you're rebranding, that happens. And and I'm even looking at other people that have cigar brands out there. Elysion just changed their packaging. Dramatic change that ended up happening. At the beginning, I hated it. I never said it. I just said I hate it myself. <laughs> and then it starts, okay, I understand it. I was just used to the other thing. Sure. Some people just don't want change, right? Well, you also, the, the other reason you may want to rebrand something too is maybe you have too many items in your portfolio, too many sizes. So you rebrand it and then it comes out with the new sizes. And now the distraction is the packaging, not, oh, we don't have a Lancero anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Casa Fernandez. I was fine with Casa Fernandez. I loved it. I could pronounce it. Casa is the house of Fernandez. That was the guy's name. And then they said, Agonosa Leaf. It's yeah, and not, you still say it wrong. It's good. It's not <laughs> R. It's A-G, right? Agonorsa Leaf. <laughs> there is no ag- Agonorsa. There's no word. It's a made-up word, and it's not even easy for me to pronounce. Many no. other people it is. Um, and I don't like it. But <laughs> You didn't like Elba Wente either. <laughs> correct. Correct. Um, so, you know, you look at that change and say, I don't like it because it's changing, and now it's been a long time, and I still can't pronounce it, but I like it. Now it's way better. Well, the other thing is that a lot of their business was in selling tobacco to other people, and people would say, this has Aganorsa tobacco in it, not the brand Casa Fernandez. They would say, yes. I got this Aganorsa tobacco in it. That, that was part of their mission, was to make this specific brand be the Coca-Cola of filler tobacco. And they achieved that. Well, why why don't that be a separate part of their company? They're leaf sorting as opposed to their their brand, but they put it together. Um, I get it. Why not use everybody that's using your tobacco as an advertisement and change the name of the company to what everyone's calling the tobacco? There you go. Then it starts making all the sense in the world. (laughs) So they had all these conversations without me and letting me in on it, and they just changed the packaging. And then (laughs) as I see, I go, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Well, you're saying some people don't let you in on it? They don't let me in. They don't consult? You got to let me in. Bring me in. Bring me (laughs) in. Some people tell them too much. And, (laughs) And then when they're all done, you just say to yourself, I hate it. It turns out that I end up liking every single one of them that happens, but at the beginning of it, there's a negative thing of, okay, I I had it down pat where I understood it, um, and then I don't understand this, then it makes sense. E.P. Carrillo, remember before that everything was red and white and white and red and red? The white was the Maduro, and the red was the natural, and everybody was confused. People were buying the wrong color boxes. (laughs) The Cardinal series, they called it. Yeah. Hmm. And it was it was madness. They changed it over. Now it makes sense. Camacho, which was a much like a twenty two eighty three uh, brown box, everything was understood. It was old school type of cigar. They sell that off to Davidoff, and Davidoff makes this giant colored bands, very bright. And I'm like, oh my, talk about extreme. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, you got to be kidding me. This is insane. And now it makes sense. You didn't like the Camacho change no, at first? No, it was really? I think he Man, does, from a consumer he side, doesn't it's like so change. much easier. It's easier. <laughs> yeah. Now it's easier and understandable, right? So uh, the best one I'd say out there in the industry has been Perdomo. And I think once they did what they did, that's when you started seeing these changes happen that they said almost, we're going to make this easy for people to understand. The boxes mm-hmm. are going to match up. Right. And then there's going to be color coded. Yeah. Gold is Connecticut, red is sun grown, and blue is Medora. And that's it. That's yeah. it. 
and maybe that sticks. We know in the cigarette industry, red was Marlboro full flavored, red, yeah. right? And the and the orange, not orange, yellow or gold, gold yeah. became the light, right? Mm. So the, they did it. They and actually created this. Green was always your menthol, menthol ones, right? So we see this brand visibility happen with Perdomo becomes brand awareness at that point and simplicity to the consumer. Uh, The product becomes unavoidable on the shelf. It jumps out at you of what we used to call a sea of brown. Everything was brown, Mm. and then you just couldn't see, and you have to walk around and look at each one of these things, and now you can look at things, and I guess that happens in the cosmetic industry. You know know the colors of whatever brand. Absolutely. Everything's becoming bolder, like those uh, HVC Selection 1, that bright mm. green box oh, yeah. and the bright yellow box. I like it as a consumer. If I'm in the humidor, I don't want to have to read, you know, well, this one says Medora. I, I know I want that green one. Do you think that the, because the age of the consumer is going up, we're getting older, and now they're making the font <laughs> they have to make it a little bit more obvious? <laughs> I don't think they're thinking about you at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, uh, in the case of Perdomo, too, part of his packaging, and, and that's what we're t- discussing here, is also the width of four boxes hits a certain benchmark yeah, so that visibility a consumer can see it because I can tell you from experience, uh, we have um, McAuliffe Black downstairs. No one can find it. There's only two sizes. You can point right at it and they can't see it. You have to walk the customer over and say, it's right here and tap on the glass right in front of it because it's too narrow. And that's kind of part of the magic there. Yeah. So here's a lot, Gianna, and I'll tell you, when I, when I repackaged this, there was really a different reason for mm-hmm. repackaging this. The Surgeon General was going to be that a third of the packaging on the front and the top would have to have warning labels. So I put the sticker, those that are watching it, um, above where this new sticker was going to have to be applied someday, and that's the spot that it was going to go on here. And in the front of the package, it was going to go um, either over here or, in this case, um, yeah, like, like on the this on, on there. And when you open the box, this is a slide box, slides out like, like what? I don't know. A drawer. A, a drawer. drawer. Yeah. <laughs> and that this would actually go on top and fit in the slot, covering some of that warning label and turn the box around the other way and the warning labels being back. And I'm not trying to do it so that you don't um, know that the cigar is going to make you die or whatever the warning <laughs> label was going to end up saying. But the idea was for it to stand out as opposed to all these same exact things that were going to go all the way around. So this box was made so it could be turned either way. Right. And, and it would go um, like that. So um, the red, in this case, was going to be the natural. And much like I'm talking with cigarettes, not red full-bodied because it wasn't a full-bodied Lagiana, but red is going to be the natural, and the blue is going to be the Maduro. And later on, it was going to be the angelic, which is the sweet-tipped one with the little cap on it, was going to be white. And we, United Cigar is the distributor of it, put on the shelf would be red, white, and blue. Nice. And then Very United good. would be with there and, and try to kind of like stay 
in there. So that was the thought process that went there. Knock on wood, the warning label thing went away. <laughs> they realized that cigars are not bad for you, and we don't have to put the warning labels on, but it still works the way it works. But if it looks weird to you, there was a reason behind it. And there's a reason for a lot of things like that of why packaging ends up being a certain way. Every once in a while, I see it on my on my Facebook feed. Something will come up. You don't know what the little th- uh, tie on your your um, bread, the little mm. thing. What that? What's that for? And it actually serves a different purpose. The, the color little, of it is the, the day of the week. Yeah, on the bread tab. Yeah, but also when you pull the little tab on your on your soda, and then you put it back, you know that little circle in there is for a straw. Well, there's that, but also when you go to pour it to get a perfect pour on a soda, you leave the tab up and you rest the soda can against the tab and it hits at the exact angle to not create foam on your soda. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. All right. I don't even have Facebook and well, I know I didn't that. even know that. Well, maybe you just made that up. Maybe I'm learning. <laughs> maybe. Whatever. There's reasons for a lot of those things. So that, that happens to be, be the reason uh, for that one in particular. As a retailer, when we put a box of cigars on a shelf, and especially if it's um, a tilted shelf, the flap falls down. So they've made over the years little metal things that go and clip on, but that's when it used to be um, thin tops, and we have a thick top, so it doesn't work on there. But this one is set so that it doesn't matter what angle. It's not going to fall back. It's not going to fall forward. Uh, This is probably the one I I, I did the most of, of... the packaging is that way for a reason. Right. When it came to Studio 21, the packaging is there for aesthetics. No mm-hmm. other reason but aesthetics looks on there. It doesn't serve a purpose. Um, so in the old days, the top priority for most brands was simple to simply to minimize the cost of making the product because you're, it's incorporated into every cigar that you get is part of the packaging cost. If the box costs you $10 and you got 20 cigars in it, there's 50 cents per cigar. If it costs you $20 for the box or it costs you $5 for the box, it gets incorporated into it. So they would like to keep it down back in the old days. But, you know, that's how generics work and you try to keep the price down. But what you end up learning is the person that does the packaging right has the best shot to get somebody to try the product in the first place. Because you are in a sea of brown and you do need to stand out and draw the eye to your product. 70% of shoppers' purchase decisions are made at the store. You came in to buy a certain cigar at Two Guys Smoke Shop or whatever cigar store you're going to. And you got there and I'm talking to you, the the consumer. You go there, and you typically don't buy what you necessarily came in for. I hear it all the time. That looks cool. I'll try one of those. There you go. Not, what is it made out of? What's the wrapper on this? Is it strong? That looks cool. I'll try that. That's the first thing you get, all right? That's the first thing that even humanly, as a person, you're you're attracted to another person for whatever reason it is. It's the look of it. I'm more of a butt guy. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not into feet, which Uh, thank you, by the way. I don't think we saw those. Thank you for not putting your feet up on the couch. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Appreciate that. Sorry, the everybody. butt plug, I thought was good. Jesus. I don't Jesus. see there's any need for that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why brick and mortar locations are so important. <laughs> Sarah doesn't understand why that just happened. She thought you said it out loud. I did. I looked over. I was like, the actual hell is happening to the Doesn't it sound like I'm really saying that? That's an AI thing. I no, it is it. not. He said it. He said it on a show. 
Oh my so, god! So I think we had it. We were coming up with names for cigars, and butt plug was one of the recommended names from a listener, and he said that. And he said it out loud. You can't. It's like writing an <laughs> ink, Dave. It's there forever. Ed Sullivan captured it. Oh, All right. genius. So anyway, this is why brick and mortar is important for the lifeblood of the cigar brand because if you're buying something online, if it's a new product, there's no chance that you're going to actually see it while you're walking around and saying, well, that looks cool. I'm going to give that a try. That looks interesting. Um the only way to build a cigar brand is in, the, in a brick-and-mortar store, despite the millions of dollars uh, spent on uh, producing marketing and stuff behind it, when it's, when they're walking in the store and actually seeing it. And i, I got to imagine that happens on lots of other products. Right? I was going to say, this doesn't just stop with cigars. This is shoes. This is clothing. This is makeup, like you said. Yeah. It all It's all about the visual and, the honestly, the message that you're getting from that brand when you walk in, and it matters to... Literally every product. It does. And and stronger than ever. I think maybe not so much uh, as a a male from the 60s that I I never cared, but it seems like as time has gone by, um, everybody got better at it. Everybody stopped doing the sea of brown, right? So let's take cereals, for example. You see a cereal commercial on TV, but once you get to the store and the cereal companies say this is a major difference, you see 20 different brands of cereal right next to each other with a multitude of different colors, fonts, slogans, brands, box sizes, package counts, and you do not buy the same cereal you went in to buy. That's when it ends up changing up. And I know at our household it ha- it happens. All of a sudden there's a different cereal that I don't like this cereal. And it's there because it jumped off the shelf for some reason. You love Fruity Pebbles. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, I do. That's what I mean. There's no Fruity if Pebbles. If she brings in Fruit Loops, you're eating them. Yeah, I am. <laughs> At this point, the packaging, the branding uh, often defines the sale. The same thing is happening with cigars. I know it for a fact. We see these things happen. As people make these brand changes, it it works. Uh, So when should you um, brand or rebrand the cigar? When should you change the packaging size? When should you do this? Um, Do you dare fix something that is not broken? That is where the problem mm-hmm. lies. Twenty two eighty three sells very well for us. The price is really good. The packaging does not cost us very much. How dare I make this move? Because it does well. And the same went for La Giana. We were selling. Yeah, the hell you needed out of it. to. No, you needed to make a change with La Giana because if those warning labels yeah, were, were pushed them. through, this box idea it really should have would have been copied by everybody. Yeah. Uh, but it sells well. It need, we need to look into the future, right? And that's what's happening. If it isn't growing, it's dropping. So we want to attract a new audience. So we th- this is where some copying goes on, not copying the design work or anything like that. But you see blue packaging worked on Perdomo. All of a sudden, we started seeing a lot of blue packaging. Was that a coincidence? I n- no, because people said, oh, my God, that blue thing is working. Let me give it a try. So let's try it. And uh, as we try that, right now it's time to ask the Dawn by Dawn Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Dawn. Brought to you by Dawn Raphael Cigars. Don Rafael cigars are premium cigars, mellow and smooth, built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. 
And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Jonathan writes, Gentlemen, my maintenance has not been what it should be. However, since listening to the show, I want to adjust my humidor down to 62 to 65%. Currently, I have 30 cigars being stored, and I know the more you have, the better the humidor operates. I have an analog hygrometer, and I'm currently using uh, humidifier beads with solution. My question is this, what is the best way to increase the humidification percentage based off of my situation? Currently, the humidor is around 50%. I know I need to pay more attention to the maintenance aspect of this scenario and will adjust accordingly. However, I was curious as to your opinion on how I should go about this adjustment. And and my first thing is you have no idea if you're really pulling a true 50% because an analog hygrometer can be accurate or inaccurate as much as 10%. Mm -hmm. It could be off by 10%. So you could be at 60. You could even be at 65. You don't know. So you've got to go digital where you're going to be accurate within a tenth of a percent or even at the biggest extreme, you may be one or two points off. That part's not a big deal, but you've got to go digital and get an accurate read before you make a single change. Yeah. Yeah. Don't change the elements yet. Yeah. Analog. Forget about it. Forget, forget about, about it. analog. And, you know, the way we do it here is you get a cigar and you squeeze the, the foot the of foot the cigar, little. not the head, the open end. Just give it a little push, and it doesn't crackle, so there's enough humidity in there, and it bounces back. You're most likely around 60 to 70% at that point, and then you're going to do that right now, and you're going to say, wow, it didn't crackle, and it bounced back. Give it a Well, analog. and there's, there's been times where customers have come in, and they say that the, you know, the digital hygrometer is reading incorrectly, and you pull the cigars, and the cigars feel fine, and then you, say, you look at the display, and it's all faded. You need a new battery. Yeah. When the yeah. battery goes and it doesn't have enough power to cycle that hygrometer to be able to get to the most accurate reading as it's being read, you just replace the battery. You should replace the batteries once a year anyways. Absolutely. Smoke detectors, hygrometers. There we go. Just as important. <laughs> just as important. All right. Early thoughts here on Studio 21. This is the number three, the size. We're smoking the Toro uh, 6x50. Um, with seven dollar, eight dollar cigar. Yeah, if you took a hazelnut, <laughs> now you got to start. You got to have a clean lemon. You don't rub a hazelnut against a dirty lemon. Is lemon. Clean Jonathan, the lemon. Is a hazelnut like a filbert? I don't know, but you you just you just rub the hazelnut a little bit on the outside of the lemon. Pop it in your mouth. You get a little bit of the citrus. Is a hazelnut a filbert? A, it's the same thing. What hmm. in the fuck is a filbert? I think it could be. Hold on. Yeah, Jonathan, keep talking nonsense while I check that. Yeah, put your lemon on your you hazelnut. Put, you put a lemon on, yeah. It's just a little citrus zest, just a little on, on a hazelnut. Filbert versus hazelnut. <laughs> um, same. Same? Same. Are they really? I never knew that. Huh. Hmm. What is a filbert? When, it's why a, it's do a hazelnut, know, Why do you know what that is? When you get, when you get the, all the mixed nuts that you got to, not already cracked, but the ones all in the shell and you have them at Thanksgiving and you yeah. get the cracker and you do it, there's filberts in it and there's walnuts and there's all these different You've things. You've read the packaging? You don't read the ingredients on your cereal and you know what the fuck everybody nuts reads, are called? Yeah, everybody reads nuts. It's the same nuts every single time in that mix. <clears throat> yes. Seems, every, forever. Seems to be a French versus English thing. I didn't know a filbert is, is, a, is a hazelnut. Isn't that interesting? That makes you... Hey, 
Yeah, they're not authority. So you think you learned nothing here makes today? Makes you a fucking nut. That's what it makes you. <laughs> makes you a nut. We got more of this coming, so stick around, everybody. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more packaging, packaging information. Sometimes brands are forced to change the packaging for good reasons, and sometimes it's just the same shit in a different package. We're going to dig in. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There's a new uh, commercial in this. Listen up. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua. The Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. In a world where the open road calls to the adventures, there is a cigar that pays tribute to a journey of resilience and determination. Introducing the Christoph Guardrail Cigar, a testament to the indomitable spirit of its founder, Glenn Case. The Guardrails Blend takes you on a captivating journey through the world's finest tobacco regions. Brazilian Maduro, Dominican Binder, and a unique touch of Zimbabwe. This medium to full-bodied cigar offers a variety of flavors that will delight your senses. With notes of caramel, the smoothness of French roast coffee, and the allure of dry cocoa, the Guardrails complexity is unmatched. Whether you're celebrating life's victories or savoring moments of camaraderie, the Christoph Guardrail Cigar brings people together with its unforgettable flavor and creamy finish. Take your taste buds on a ride they won't forget. Experience the Christoph Guardrail Cigar today. Christoph Cigars, take them for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. 
Padrón delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padrón recipe was born. The Padrón mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padrón Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is a Hank Kellner. And my son, Class Peter Kellner, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we are back. Powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and now Red West Tampa. Passion with a purpose. This is a company that comes out, and they come out correctly right off the gate. Black, White, Red. Pretty simple. You can follow it. Just the three most popular sizes. Nothing else. That's right. On top of it. And the three sizes are the same ones in each line. So how perfect and simple can that be? The white is the light. The black is the not necessarily most full-bodied. I think it is, though. It is, yeah. The Maduro. And the red is... Malted milk balls on the cold draw. So you you pretty much hit everything. There we go. So uh, (laughs) there they have it. So we're talking about 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west. Uh, there it is. It's just a brown box. It is four over five. That means four cigars across, five cigars across, four rows on top of it. That's the way it is. So it's not taking up much shelf space. And that used to be something that they would say to a retailer. It's a small footprint. Therefore, you can get uh, four sizes and it will just take up one foot, eight inches, or whatever it is, and you'd say, okay, I'll give it a try because we only have so much real estate. But the fact of the matter, like Jonathan brings in, is if you put three or four of them next to each other, it doesn't get lost. Yeah, they get lost. lost. It's not enough. Uh, Not enough space to be seen properly and has has a worse chance to do it. So um, I'll, I'll swear this blend of cigars is fantastic, but it's lost out there that nobody ends up seeing it. Um, so the questions are, does it stand out from the competitors on the shelf? The answer is absolutely not, right? Correct. Can't see it. Um, so we have to work on that. Visibility. Remember, 70% of shoppers' final purchase decision is not prior to visiting the store, especially in cigar stores. Um, add to that the staff. Um, does the staff see it? Does it say anything to the staff that is easy for Well, the them? staff ends up smoking it because when people come on, we, we make sure that you they try sure. all of the, the stuff that, that is important to us. And when they smoke it, it becomes a staff favorite right away. So when you're smoking something every day or every other day, it, it's in your face and you know where it is and you know to recommend it. In right. my first week here, you, I think you put this in front of me and I, wouldn't, I don't think I would have found it otherwise. But it became a part of my rotation when I was in the store. Once you had it, you And did. I would tell guys, like, all right, this is what I'm smoking. You know, show it to them. They'd come back. They'd love it. And they'd go, where is it? Like, still I, can't they find still it. can't find it. So we'd always have to show them. So this is the one, right? Ha- something has to happen. Did you ever say to a customer, if you'd like to score a girl as pretty as me, you smoke this? <laughs> Ooh, only around Atabay. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. yeah you get that. <laughs> not, not quite pulling that card on a 
seven dollar <laughs> cigars. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, it says no, you're low maintenance. Yeah, that's exactly the message I don't want to send. Come on, <laughs> you work down there. <laughs> All so, right. she's expensive. <laughs> Back in the day, I'm out. Soda was all in clear bottles. Mm -hmm. And it was Coca-Cola was the first one to ever change that. And um, everybody used clear bottles, including Coca-Cola. And then they ended up making their packaging red. And it worked. It worked so much that if you go and look at soda now, it's a sea of red. Everybody went to red. Where all you'd have to do is actually change it or put and in the clear thing, and it would stand out because it's the opposite of what everybody else is doing. So opposite is sometimes gets very noticed. Um, does it, 2283, communicate the message effectively to the consumer and the sales staff? No message. You have to rely on the staff to tell the story. Right. Yeah, right. It's not doing it. So that's a change we have to do. Does it engage the customer um, in the target demographic? doesn't have a target demographic at all. <laughs> Again, this is when I didn't know what I was doing, and I, and I don't know all that much still, but I know more than I knew before. Does it have the ability to turn a potential cigar smoker into a customer? No way. Unless you mean just looking it. at it? Yeah. Oh, just looking at it, no. Yeah. Now, what if, what if the band on it was in the shape of a shark fin, and you took two of your ideas that didn't work and put <laughs> <Yeah>. them together? <laughs> what if you did that? I did that. I did that. That didn't work. Um, does uh, once you've managed to grab the attention of the of the shopper with the packaging or with the cigar itself, uh, is it likely they will um, find that product in the future? Because now you put them on it, and the answer again is no. Because you put them on it, they like it. Now they can't, still can't find they it. They still can't find it. Yeah. Um, but the first thing they need to do is try it, and packaging certainly helps, uh, especially in most cigar stores where the customer service might not be at the top of the game where they're serving themselves and walking around. And in, the, in that case, I'd say it has no chance. That right. by itself, zero chance. Um, so um, this deserves, I think, a rebrand. It's going to be costly. It's going to be time-consuming. The one thing that. I would say is the, the color scheme on the band really mm. does reflect the what I think the flavor is. And maybe it's because I've smoked so many of them, but it looks like it's going to taste. Always <laughs> has to me. It always has. I know what has. you mean. Yeah. So the colors are right? The co I, think I think the, the colors, colors on the band are right. I think yeah. you need to update the packaging like you did with Studio 21 and take the colors from that band and bring that to Yeah, you can slide the it. Packaging. Does, does yeah. it have red Isn't or Isn't it like blue? a green or in a yellow? Well, it's in a yellow. tissue wrap bundle. All right. Oh, my. Yeah, um, <coughs> Jonathan. It's got, a, it's got a little thing around. In the meantime, uh, Jesse Trimble has a question. Uh, it's... Not quite the topic, but close enough. Is there a pecking order of eye-level shelf and top to bottom? Yes, there is when it comes to setting up a display. Yeah, you want yeah. your... Um, Isn't that beautiful, though, that wheel like that? Unsuffined, mm -hmm. very Cuban-esque, El Corojo Cuba, right? That's where I was going with it. And yeah, it, it, I, I like that color. Do, is there some red in there? Uh, it's like gold, yellow, Orange. kind of like a sort of yellow green. But no top. red or blue. No red or blue. Nope. Uh, Dave's out. Nope. <laughs> no, I made that. I made and that. And there's a map. Ago. There's like the map on the back of the band. I've always liked that too. All right. I don't know. So the band is okay? Yeah. 
or it could in, use in some updating. Yeah, you maybe. could foil it and then yeah. you know make the gold on the outside gold foil. And really? Now, now you got something going on. Um, Scooter says it's made by Jose Fue, uh, Jesus Fuego. Correct. So why don't you put an image of Christ emerging from a ring of fire? There we go. Cause, hey, that sounds like a green Jesus idea. fire. <laughs> to answer the question about is there a packing order, there is a packing order. You typically, in a retail setting where, let's say you get busy and you as a salesman, you can't wait on everybody at once, you rely on a couple of silent salesmen. One of them is... You put in a given case, your more expensive sizes are going to be at eye level. Uh, and from, in our cases, our cases open both sides. Mm-hmm. So more expensive on the outside, least expensive on the inside. And then now when the customer is forced to serve themselves because an associate's busy, you got more expensive at eye level and more expensive on the outside. So as a manufacturer, then you really need something eye-catching because you don't know where you're going to be placed Correct. in right. the store. Correct. So that's it too. The way I feel like it should be assumed, this staff is very well trained. They've smoked it. They know what's going on. But if you're you know, selling cigars, you should assume the staff that's handling these doesn't know what the cigar is yeah. like and make your packaging according to the consumer. I know for me, even when it's a cigar that I know you carry. If it's on the bottom shelf, I can walk around that store <laughs> six times and see not see it. So here's the problem with that particular box, too. That's called the slide-top box. Yep. And the slide-top box is that that top hot slides off. And there's no place for it to go. And sometimes they make a slide top with a little ridge on the side and you stick that right. thing in. But then usually it's too tall anyway. It, it, it's terrible. Um, but it is the cheapest box you could possibly but make. It's that, a slide top box. That is very traditional Cuban packaging. Yep. For cabinets. So the, the lid never is opened and it's missing all the advertising. Right. As a full box, it's fine. But as a open box, now it's just a little container, right? Right. It's only a tray, basically, at that point. And there's the missing thing, too. So um, nothing I've come out with new would be a slide. Well, and the other, the other issue with this particular packaging is that you cannot see the size on the front of the box. And everybody stacks their boxes. If you got three boxes, they go three high, not vertical, but laying down the way that makes sense. And you can't see what the size is from the front of it. You just know That's what true. the brand is. So. Short of stacking them like this, you've got to pull a box down and say, okay, there's there's the size. So that's another issue is the size needs to be doubled on the front and on the top. You made a good point, and that's, there's one, and it's, and it's only uh, August right now, and you've got one in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's actually very good. Yeah. I didn't think of that till you, till you said that, that there's something missing there. You know I'm a professional cigar guy. This is what I do. That's what you do. You should ask me more questions. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> This okay. 2283, which is Corojo, and it's old-school, Cuban-esque type of thing, It, I don't think it should be Atabay. I mean, it's Mm-mm. it's not a luxury good. Although it's a great cigar, um, I don't want this to look like that either. Right? Nor should you. Yeah. That's that's its own league. You know, so you need to have something that's accessible to the everyday smoker, too. I mean, it's kind of a rustic-looking wrapper. I think your packaging could be rough sawn wood. And then you're not paying extra to have it uh, finished. Even I think you could get away with not even having the outside sanded to that level. You know, have it look a little more rustic. And then the, the wrapper itself kind of matches the packaging. Play into the the Cuban look almost without, obviously it needs to be more user-friendly. Yeah. Like Jonathan's saying. Yeah. We need hinges. 
Mm. Yeah, needs hinge, needs a hinge, needs a top. Does it need to be that small amount of footprint? And we're hurting think, the space here. I think it still. I think it does need to be wider. Yeah. So maybe a ten on ten. Yep. Yeah. Well, five, five, five. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. I think ten on ten is is the home run. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. That being said, it is time for the question of the week brought to you by Victor Sinclair. This is interesting to me. And the following question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. The question we asked is, the great chicken wing debate, do you prefer the flat or the drum on the chicken wing? <laughs> this, is, this is important to me. Uh-huh. I think... There's only one answer to there this. There is Sarah, a carbohydrate on this. So. What is the answer to this? It's flat. It's flat every Absolutely. time. Absolutely. You don't get Me, the gristly, you. the gristly like yeah, fat, like chunk. Yeah. No way. I thought it was going to be a runaway. Oh, yeah. it was a runaway. I can't. Two to one. I can't believe it. What do you? What do you? Oh, it's drumstick all the way. I'm a real Are chicken wing guy. Yeah. Oh, please. Even okay. when I and do, a real and I said guy. this last week, but you weren't here last week. When I make chicken wings, I lollipop the flats push the meat down and pull out one of the bones before I cook it. So they're all drumsticks because that's how you get the sauce. He's always got a system to everything. So I couldn't believe this as they were coming in and drums kept winning and winning. And I'm watching this as it's going along. I'm like, drums going to win this damn thing. Yeah. It's 36% said the flats and uh, almost 64% said the drum. I want to recount. Yeah. Can you believe it? And And that's why... Uh, there's both. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's why they there's make choice. both. They charge you more for flat. Like if you say I want all flats yeah. in a in like a B dubs or something, they will charge you more for that. Well, that's because they know that you people that like flats are psychotic and you'll pay the extra. Those of us that like drumsticks well, eat your are gristle like gristle bites all you I'll, want, man. I'll take both. I can turn them all into drumsticks. <laughs> oh it's easy. Gosh. And more people like the drums anyway, but that doesn't make sense to me. No. Fake news. You're never going to that, figure that, it out. That's, that's, yeah, it didn't. I thought that was a slam dunk. And wow. Uh, yeah. I've never heard somebody that likes drums more than flats ever. You are literally the first person. Well, there's over a hundred of them. In I there. know. I want to. I want to talk. Crazy, to and I, I and I have all the. We I can give you all their email addresses. You can write to them and say, <laughs> "Are you mad? Are you crazy? What is, what is the matter with this? Because it does seem crazy." Uh, but it's true. Crazy, but true. Uh, next week on the show, uh, we have Rocky Patel live. Really? In the studio. Rocky's going to be here, and we're going to talk to Rocky, uh, take a deep dive before, during, and after his fame, and uh, learn a little about Rocky Patel. And then uh, we are uh, going to August 19th, and we are going to create new cigar smokers, and we're going to go back in time with Eric Newman um, because he's an older guy, too, and we're going to say, what do we got to do to create new cigar smokers? And we're going to try to come up with some plans. So Eric Newman live in studio. Um, so we got two back-to-back uh, now, cigar celebrities. Will Rocky be on the show before or after his event? After. That's Friday night. Is Friday night. An event. So we're going to learn some things from them. So we'll have some. And I'll be back for that show. My sister's getting married <gasps> that week. On the Thursday. So wow. I'm flying out Thursday morning. I'll be back Friday afternoon. Wow. Wow. That's cool. dedication. She's getting married Thursday? Not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. And who gets married on Thursday? I don't. It's, a, listen. I know, <laughs> it's I, cheaper. 
Yeah. It is yes, cheaper and she cheaper. is price conscious. And I already asked. I just paid for a wedding. I would get married <laughs> never again. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already asked if she's pregnant. She said no. So, <laughs> wow. So that's interesting too that people are willing to get married on a Thursday, putting the, the whole bridal party, uh, you know, can't go to work that day. Yeah. Everybody's yep. out. No, it's, it's a mess, but it's too expensive. And that's why mm. people are buying. Uh, and how House am I going to say no to it? No, yeah, Even you, yeah. I'm like, listen, I got to take this Thursday, Friday off. You're like, take it. It's your sister. What are you going to do? We got, it was cheaper on Sundays, too, because everyone's got to go to work to the next mm-hmm. day. And I suppose some of it, too, is just scheduling. Unless you schedule way in advance, it's hard to get the but prime the place time is days. The, the place is the place, and the food is the food. What is the difference what day it is? Why should it be they, cheaper? They will price differently. Yeah. Like for our for our venue, it was triple the price for a Saturday night wow. that it was for a Sunday triple. during the day. Triple wow. the price. Oh yep. yeah, Sunday during the day because nobody wants. Nobody that was there. Slot. Thursday, was she's probably got it for free. Thursday wow. was like the, the venue's same price got as nothing as going on yep. on Thursday. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we'll see how that turns out. But you're going. You're flying. I'm going. But, uh, well, that was the other thing, and I'm like, "All right, you gotta just you gotta tell me what's going on with this. Why is it that you're doing it like this?" And she said, "Well, we really only want she wants her two siblings down there, our mother. He wants his two siblings and his mother. They don't really want anybody else, so they booked it on a Thursday. Yep, the middle of the work week. Huh. Invite it's everybody to in coming. Florida. Everybody's invited, and no one's going. All right, huh. hey, there's a plan. And, and they should still send a gift. Ooh. Yes." That's a hot topic. Yeah, really? Yeah. You still send a gift if you're not going? Yeah. Yes. What? Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of debated, I think. Yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah, I'm debating it right now. So <laughs> standard <laughs> etiquette says I'm supposed you to be still send a gift. Of course. I'm supposed to be at a wedding right now. Really? But I'm here instead, and the gift was already sent out, of course. Mm-hmm. That's old school. I think in, no, the, in the modern world, it's some of these rules. You're supposed are to give a gift that covers you for your meal no, and no, the entertainment no. and all that. You're giving a gift because at? somebody's getting married. It doesn't even married matter if I'm inviting. If I'm giving somebody a gift, it's not because they fed me. That would be paying yeah. for your meal. And Jonathan, That's what you do. A, no. no. Jonathan, you give gifts when you're not going places? Yes. If, yes. Oh. if that were the case, you wouldn't give the gift until after you've had your meal. I want to know like, the court that wasn't quote. very good. <laughs> I'm paying know. for your meal. <laughs> Hang on a second. That's frowned upon? <laughs> I want to know the correlation between gift giving and drumstick eaters. Oh. Right. Yeah. Now, what right is the there. percentage? Yeah. How that, that works out. <laughs> so, Mr. Jonathan, you ever see someone comes in in the holidays and they say, I don't know anything about cigars. I need to buy a gift. And you ask them questions and you give them a recommendation. And as soon as you show them the recommendation, they say no. Of course. Now, they know nothing about it, and they've asked the professional what they think the right item is. You said no, and they say no because of the packaging. Hmm. That's why they don't want it. No, it doesn't look the way I want it to look. It is the right product. It's the exact thing that he's going to love. Or you look the guy up and you say, oh, I know what he wants. Here's what he wants. Look at it. Because it obviously didn't taste it. Nope. I've had it. I've had it go both ways, where the packaging is too nice, or the packaging isn't nice enough. It's packaging. It's packaging. Mm-hmm. Because again, they don't know nothing about the the product. So yeah, you a cigar important. smoker? No, I am, and I'm an expert. This is the one. <laughs> yes. This is the one. No, I'm not taking that. No. Okay, uh, let me know what you find. Yeah. 
So uh, you can say all the information you want of his what the blend is. Again, they don't know it. Here's the size. Here's the thing or whatever. No, this is cute. Have you heard that one before? Oh, that's cute. Hmm. But most likely the guy that is going to receive the cigar doesn't care about the cuteness of the he packaging. He does not care about the cuteness of the packaging. The Lagiana, it's a boy, it's a girl. That's the one time I think it's cute, is acceptable. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to hand it out and, and that works. I've been doing this for almost 15 years and I've never sold a box of those to a woman. Really? I'm just It's just now occurring to me. I have never heard but anyone boy, say it's, it's cute because I only have sold those to men. This is crazy. Hmm. There's emotional appeal, especially with a woman. on the. Per- they're looking for the perfect present where a guy goes in, or certainly me, and I want to solve the issue. I need to buy a gift. Here is the gift. Oh, I got it. I've accomplished that check. And you want the perfect, perfect gift to look perfect, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you also want it to be quality, but you women definitely shop with a little bit more of an emotional yeah appeal so i just saw i just saw a video on this uh, like a ted talk where they had put a hundred college students that are men in one room and women in another they didn't let them talk for an hour and they polled the audience at the end of the hour and asked the men what they thought about and it was 50 50 split down the middle sex and sports when they talked to women the women had gone through it was a hundred percent of them had just gone back through old conversations that they had had and how the emotions affected them in that conversation. Like they were trying to resolve those conversations. And I see it on the sales floor. You have to be able to satiate the female shopper's desire for the perfect present. That's the, that's the language that you need to use if you believe that what you're selling is the perfect gift for that cigar smoker. You don't talk about the blend information, what wrapper it is, the country of origin. They don't care what it tastes like. None of that matters. Is it the perfect gift or is there something else I need to make this the perfect gift? That's the language. That's their, that's their communication overwhelmingly. And I think it's crossing over to um, regular purchases, not gift giving, but a regular purchase of it of, I don't like the way that looks. I'm not buying it. It tastes delicious. I don't like, you know, nude cigars, cigars without bands in or, or on them, which is very interesting that I'm doing this uh, blind taste test now for Cigar sure. Authority of, it's going to be so fun. We get into revealing to them uh, and we have 10 people in each group revealing to them of what they liked and what they didn't like because packaging has so much flavor. Mm. It so to here's it. the interesting thing. So I had a lady tell me that her husband shops here. Can you look him up? I look him up. He has never purchased a single cigar other than our Dos Ombre bundle. Good. <laughs> and it's always the same one. It's the box press five inch Maduro. His name is Scott. I know him well. As soon as she said the name, I'm like, I not only know him, I know his Stogie Points number. I'm yeah. like, I know exactly what he smokes. I go down and I get the bundle and I put it on the counter. She goes, That's not what he smokes. <laughs> and I said, That's not only what he smokes, that's the only thing he's ever smoked. Ever. And she said, Nope, that's not it. Hmm. And it wasn't until I went over and showed her a single. Because the packaging was in the cellophane and he stores the cigars in his humidor. Yeah. She had to see the actual uh, band with the cellophane on it, the way he stores it. And then she was in. Oh, okay. But she did not like the way that bundle looked at all. That's not it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wants it in a box. I'm like, he comes in once, the other once a week. I know what guitar he bought last week. <laughs> it was the red one. Yeah. Fender. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Early thoughts here on Studio 21. This is the number three. This is the um, Toro version of it. This comes in six sizes, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, one through six. They're, num- they're actually numbered. I didn't call them the names of mm-hmm. them. This is the number three, which is the middle size, which is the Toro. Uh, maybe I should have called it Toro. Or whatever. I believe it is the mm. Toro number three. Ah, we added that to it. Mm. So that was the change that we thought was missing, and we ended up doing it. So I'd say it tastes like a much more expensive cigar. There we go. It certainly does. By a famous manufacturer. Right. That has asked to be named. Good cigar, right? Very yes. good. And, Very good. And you heard my spiel about your uh, 30 cigar private labels for $100. That'll be in there. 2283, that'll probably be in there too. I don't know for sure what's going to be in there, but it's a bunch of our private labels. I imagine you're going to get some of everything. Um, but uh, that being said, good cigar, um, priced unbelievable, and that's because it's a private label. But if I can perk up the... Uh, the um, packaging, you probably get more money for it, right? Oh, yeah. Right? All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to go into high-end packaging uh, and smoke a high-end cigar. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99. And you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4, Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet 
Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, because what I know, there is a cigar called Aladino. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. They say authentic, so we're not confused, while the others say it's a word that's just abused. I guess that's so, they can't compete, at least I'm sure Aladino can't be beat. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Cigars uses authentic Corojo tobacco from JRE Tobacco. This is the greatest commercial you ever heard. Yeah. This is Nelson Afronso from Selected Tobacco, the company who made and manufactured Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red West Tampa Cigars, Passion with a Purpose. And uh, you want to see some high-end packaging. Uh, I'm going to see if I can make my way around here. You're going to be like a model. What do you think? Can I pull this off? You could be a hand model for sure. I can. I will be. (sighs) You're out of space there, buddy. All right. So here is the Atabay Complete Selection is what it's called. And it's a humidor. And in this is all 12 sizes of Atabay. So you open it up and there's a humidifier in here and there's uh, analog Gauges in here that we talk negatively about, but they're, <laughs> but they're here. And uh, there's five of each, um, four sizes that are here. And if uh, I open up the front of this, it's a slide. 
There's four more Ooh, sizes wow. that are here, which is great. This is the ultimate, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more because there's 12 sizes of this, and I only have eight. Oh, boy. So I'm looking for four more sizes, but I'm, I'm out of humidor. Where is it? So I go to the side, <laughs> and I pull two out of the side. Can you pull Whoa. the other two out from that yep. side? This feels like the price is right. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. 12 sizes is that wrong, are in here. bitch. So <laughs> it, it's madness. It's 12 different sizes, which is way too many sizes for a cigar brand to begin with. It's 12 sizes of the same blend. But again, this had to do with what was going on at the time where um, the FDA was coming on and saying you can only have so much of each thing. So uh, I'm going to shut this before I get myself hurt. <laughs> Very expensive wow. because they're very expensive cigars anyway. But um, they made 200 of the humidors. Uh, this year, I believe they maybe released about 60 or 80 wow. of these humidors. They're all sold out already. Mm. We have wow. none to sell you, so I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just want to show, show you elaborate packaging. Um, next year will be the next set that will come out. So if anybody's interested, you well, if any stores still have any left, you go out and look look to see if you if, if that's the case. If not, you wait till I think February, March or something will be the next release of it. The humidors are all made. The problem mm. is he ages the cigars for five years, and he needs to have more cigars to put in there and just not willing, to, not willing to put the four-year-olds in there. <laughs> Which I said, just put the four-year-olds. No. No. Nope. Can't be that. Can't do that. So uh, we picked a size to smoke out of here. What do we have? This is the Atabay Delirios. It weighs in at five and three-quarter inches by 55 ring gauge. Price tag is $33 or a box of 25 for $8.24.99. It features what we believe to be an Ecuadorian shade wrapper an undisclosed binder and fillers of well-aged tobacco. Everything has about five years of age on the tobacco. It's made by Nelson Alfonso of Selected Tobacco. And then after its age, here's the key. Then post-rolled, he rolls the cigars, puts them in a room, lets it breathe in and out, humidity He's who I learned the the aging process from. So if you want more details on that, I did a whole show on it. There about we three weeks ago. You, you read a whole show on Shut it? Shut your yeah. filthy whore mouth. It's so time cool. to cut our cigar. Man. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence in great packaging. Excellence. It's packaging. It's a little over the top. Do you? Yeah, it's too much bit. for you. It's too much. Because it's because the price isn't high enough. It would be fine if they were $20. It's too nice for me. Yeah, but you buy them. I buy them. I, I don't buy the boxes because all my boxes end up in the trash. Yeah. And that would be a sin. All my exes live in Texas. Uh, cold draw is definitely cherry. That's the predominant flavor note that you get on an mm. Bay on the cold draw. Which is the wood, right? It's probably the... It is an interaction between the blend God, it's so good. and also the proximity to cedar during that aging. I zoomed because I'm lighting this. I can't All wait. right. We're going to light our cigar today with the Carrera by Vertigo. It features uh, push-button action, a flat flame fueled by the patented Vertigo, big-ass tank, and easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of 24 
99. That is the Carrera by Vertigo. I think you'd have to raise the price of this lighter to light this cigar. It seems like the right lighter for it, but the price oh, yeah. is too low. Elegant lighter for an elegant yeah. cigar. Yeah. This. You don't have to tell anyone what you paid for it once you have okay. it. Okay. That'd be the way to go. Yeah. You don't want to say it. And imagine having this and somebody use it. Oh, my God, what a beautiful lighter. Keep it. Yeah, I'll sell it to you for 100 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I would say keep it as a gift, but Jonathan doesn't even give, give gifts for people getting married. Yeah. Unless, he doesn't unless know he, about gifts. Unless he gets a dinner. He it's buys an exchange in his mind. Yeah. Give him a couple of beaners and you move on with your life. Yeah. Mm. Would you go to the store and buy a present? I have. A lot of people have online registries. You just mm. click that one and... Check out and right. it ships and to them. You got to get to it right away because all the cheaper oh, stuff goes, goes and like then that. It's like, well, yeah. What if I didn't want to spend a thousand dollars on a gift? Well, you can do funds now, so you can do like TV fund and ah. like through Amazon. That's what we used, and so people could contribute what they wanted to. So, what if you wanted to buy the most expensive gift and you get Somebody there and it's already, already gone? It. Yeah. I would go the opposite way. I'm not looking. Oh, you got to get there first so you can get the cheap gift. Yeah. No, I want to get there first to buy the. Best gift, well, but it's already gone. Ed Sullivan is annoyed that he was invited to the wedding to begin with. So I'd rather just not be involved at all. Yeah. Would you rather go to the wedding with the gift or send the gift and not go to the wedding? Oh, absolutely. Send it and not go. That's it. Yeah. And I guess if I have to go to the wedding, you probably get a shittier gift because I'm mad. I would mm. go. Yeah. Even though you're getting fed. Open, you know. I have food open at home. wedding buffet. food. It's not yeah, as good as you Ed can Sullivan have good can wedding cook. food. Yeah, you really we mostly. We had steak don't. at my wedding. My wedding was good food. Probably be chicken wing drumsticks. I know all drumsticks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right oh there. god. <laughs> First layer of hell. See, it's good. She knows how to do this. She goes full circle, and goes back around. You see what she did there? I love that. That was good. I love it. That was quite good. Ed, oh. Ed was with the setup on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you still carry on on the ash holes. I do a lot of stories where it sounds like a horrible thing. And <laughs> the, del the delightful part is, well, nobody died. Nobody died. <laughs> Everyone lived. <laughs> so I, when I look at, I learned so much from Nelson Alfonso and his packaging and stuff, and he's so anal when it comes to it, but there's a reason for it because he's getting that kind of money for it also. Not that kind of anal. Yeah. It's a different kind of anal. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's simply unbelievably beautiful, and that does not belong with 2283, that I don't want to look at this. Um, and I don't, don't necessarily even want to look in the cigar industry. I'd like to look in other industries, like um, Mike Cusano used to say to me all the time, if this was an automobile, what make and model would it be? Mm. Ford Taurus. Not the <laughs> SHO one either. No. <laughs> Just stock Ford Taurus with crank windows. Would be wow. 2283? Yeah. Does it have the trunk seat, though? You know, you can open up the, the seat in the trunk. Yeah, but the, the trunk lock sticks a little bit. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's a rental car. Yeah, it's like a rental. Yeah. The whole thing about packaging is you've got to have protection. You've got to have your brand identity all on the packaging, and you need the product integrity. So what, what is this? Let's say it is a Ford Taurus. So the box doesn't have to be that much nicer than this. It just needs maybe more information or maybe some of the color schemes shared from the band. It could be as simple as a sticker like on La Gianna where 
okay, it, it's a, a bigger sticker that goes on the face of it, and you can keep the inexpensive box, and then you don't need to absorb additional costs on the packaging. I'm up for it. I'm up, I'm up for all these thought processes. Right. When, once you change the lid style. Well, that's the lid's going away. But you, you also need to use the packaging to differentiate this product from other products, not just in its price point either, because mm. this product could go after somebody that's smoking $10 cigars. Not that I want $10 cigars going down, but the guy's going to smoke three cigars today. Maybe he likes it, and the next time he buys five of those. So you, all I have is this humidor I'm showing you here, but there's much more to this thing than just this humidor. This humidor had a satin cloth that wrapped around <laughs> oh it gosh. that says Atabay on it. Yeah. And within that satin cloth, after, inside that went into a, if you want to call it a cardboard box, but it's a lacquered yeah. cardboard box, all black. It's substantial. With the, with the silver Atabay on the top of it. Wow. The front flap opens so you can slide it out as opposed to have to try to if pull If you've it ever out. taken a Diamond Crown humidor out of their box, it's a similar style box gotcha. to that. A little higher end, but similar. Most unbelievable. And that is then packaged into a shipping box. That has the foam where the foam right. is stepped. Right. According Which is to- also printed on the box <laughs> itself. Here's why it doesn't work for me. I'd be cursing the whole time saying, I just want to smoke the freaking cigar. Let me at them. Well, you don't have to put it away every but time. That, that's, Once it's out, that's it's okay luxury to leave goods, it out. a box within a oh, box. Oh, yeah, and the, absolutely. And the first time I ever saw that was Diamond Crown, and they used to actually come in a in a bag, much like um, that liquor. Tiffany? No, the um, not Diamond Crown, but what is the Crown Royal? Oh, Crown Royal. Crown Royal yeah, yeah, bags. Yeah, yeah. That, that, like, cloth bag. That's yeah. how Diamond Crown and used to come everybody in. Everybody used to keep their weed paraphernalia in there. Is that right? Their, everybody? Oh, and by yeah. everybody... In meaning, the Crown Royal meaning, bag. M- meaning Ed. Yeah, I was going to say, by everybody. <laughs> but in, after that box, still to this day, there's a box that goes around the box of Diamond Crown, a box within a box, mm-hmm. and you slide that box out. And I'll let you in on a, on a little back-end story of what we were prepared to do when this private label thing was going to come on. We were going to start boxing our box within a box of all our private label brands. We're going to come in... Um, white cardboard boxes that would have the private label, I mean, not a private label, the warning label mm. on that box. Mm. And then you take the box out of the box, to throw that away, and now you have the box without all these <laughs> disgusting warning labels. That was one thought process that was going to go on. And, um, you know, I, again, I don't see 2283 as a product with a box, you know, around that box to add cost to it. But there are trays of cigars. There are bundles. There's boxes. There's humidors. Um, and all depending on the price direction you want to go to. Um, One you know, place that you can save money, too, is if you know the final outside packaging for shipping and you can make your packaging for mm-hmm. the cigars fit in a master crate that's in exactly the inner space of the cardboard crate – now you can maximize your shipping because you're going to put a shipping label on that box. If you have airspace in there, you're paying for air to ship it. Do you remember when CAO first came out? Oh, yeah. And the Brasilia and the Italia and all those ones. Every single box was the same size. And within that box was a cardboard folded thing that made it so the Robusto 
had a smaller uh, space. Had a smaller yep. space. And, but each one was exactly the same. And on the shelves, everything was exactly the same. And then there was that spacer in between, which was pretty awesome of how it is. I don't know if they still do that to this Not day. sure. But, um, you know, you'd get a case and say 20 came in a case of every size. And then wow. the same size box. Everything was so simplified at that point. But the outside would say Toro, Church, or Robusto. Now, the other thing to consider is, in the case of La Giana, for example, the, the usefulness of this box after the cigars are gone is after, after advertising. I only have one kind of box in my garage that I store stuff in, and it's La Giana boxes. Anybody that comes to my yeah, house so for the assumes I smoke La Giana all day, every mm. day, because I got them everywhere for different screws and tools and they got handles on them you, you put knobs on them oh yeah yeah okay good that's cool good yeah it'll be funny that years from now it, it and, you, and it also can work standing up like a bookshelf type of thing sure. and yeah. go across like that so uh can serve other purposes is that what you want is that something that a, a cigar brand should have its second use available to it and say okay this can live on um, so that it's out there advertising for years and years as it sits there. Also, photography-wise, is it photogenic mm. in some way? Mm -hmm. You know, you try to take a picture of a cigar sometimes, and the foil that's on it, you were mentioning, just mm -hmm. never yeah, you end up too, take, too take much a reflection. Good yeah, it doesn't take a, a good picture well. Should that be a thought process to say this is photogenic? I guess is, is a word for it, too. If you want to use my likeness on the cigar, you're welcome to, if no. that's what you're asking. Absolutely not. <laughs> I have Although bandolero it's... boxes in my house as decor. As decor? Mm -hmm. I do. I have two. Really? Yep. I liked I liked mm. the rough look, and I have kind of a natural wood look throughout my house with greens and tans, right. and I put a bandolero box. On, I had, like, an empty shelf. And I put like a candle on top of it, but it's got it's a candle warmer, and I put the rest of the the, the melts in there. So. Old Atabe and Byron packaging. A lot of the people jars. kept the jars. Mm. Oh, they were oh I got tea bags in my. <laughs> I have two Byron jars that I have plants in right now. <laughs> Insert tea bag joke here. And yeah. you know what? That actually hindered the sale of that product. Really? Yeah, because they were in jars and they and the cigars weren't visible because they were inside there. And even some stores said, "I'm not going to carry the brand because I won't be able to sell the cigar." Really? So that change happened because mm. of hearing that pushback, huh. uh, which saved them money of um, porcelain jars, how beautiful they were, but it hindered the sale of hmm. it. So all things to think about um, on this. Right now, it is time for the confessional, and that's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, <clears throat> confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? I switched at the last minute because the other one was pretty long and we're running over, so I'm, I pulled okay. an audible. Uh, Anonymous writes, and you can see it says that, mm, Anonymous, uh, through the Contact Us page of the Cigar Authority, 
Com. He used his real email. I'm scribbling that out. Don't <laughs> that you on. don't need to put your real email. Your you hour. could put anonymous at anonymous.com if you'd like. Mm. Uh, 30 years ago, I was a food delivery driver in Boston, and one of my deliveries was to a Harvard Business School dorm. It was between semesters, and apparently during those hiatuses, the school would empty all unclaimed mail into a huge pile in the lobby. Something compelled me to grab a fat manila mailing envelope on my way out. Oh. When I got to my car, I opened it and discovered it was a five-pack of cigars, Ooh. which I enjoyed immensely. <laughs> Free cigars taste the best, which sparked my cigar habit and is still going strong today. So theft caused this anonymous person. Was it going to get thrown out, though? I mean, it, pile of mail? Who's going through that? Yeah. But I don't know. It's still. What's not to know? It's fed, stealing. It's a federal Terrible. crime. Stealing mail, <laughs> yeah, right? It is, yeah, crime. stealing mail. That's a good bad, thing. It's a bad one. It's a bad one. All right. I think. Oh, for the love. Who, who does that? <laughs> for your penance, smoke two Churchills, three Robustos, <laughs> all Saint cigars this week. Okay, as I said, next week we have Rocky Patel in the studio, but we will have him the night before this Friday coming. If you want to come and join us, there are six tickets left. Call 603-898-2221 now to get your tickets or go into any two guys' smoke shop, and they have it. But call 603-898-2221 because there's only six tickets left. You're hearing this tomorrow. Um, Could be gone. Knows, but uh, give them a call. Um, we are so Sarah's here. I have so many notes to talk about. <laughs> I am overstacked with. I can go on for two hours on the show because we're having a yeah. conversation to it. Also, um, so it, it is time to take a peek into the insane asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Oh my golly! It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) A Florida pilot was questioned by air traffic authorities for tracing out the shape of a phallus as it showed up on radar. I saw that story. (laughs) Although there are no clear rules against flying in specific flight patterns while waiting for clearance to enter a landing strip, authorities were less than pleased when the drawing, with the drawing, and have urged legislators to push through protective (laughs) guidance for future private flights planning to snatch vulgar pictures from graffiti paintings and put them in the sky. Members of the private Pilot Members Union. Did that. Well, and snatch, did you miss it? Argue, <laughs> argue that the problem lies in the minds of air traffic controllers and not the cockpit. Wow. <laughs> that's not only insane, that's asylum. All right, that showed a lot more thought. All right, he put something into that. No, I'll, I'll All give right. him props. You don't seem it. happy, but you're not happy ever. I don't know. Uh, the after show is after the show, and uh, we're going to have plenty of Atabay to smoke after the show is over. So are you going to stick around? And, uh, I can, absolutely. Can? We're going to talk about what age should you get into the cigar industry, and what age should you get out? <laughs> so you got in very young. I did. Younger than yeah. even me. So uh, we'll talk about that. But right now, early thoughts here on Atabay. This is my 
This is so, so, so special for me because this is my holiday smoke with my dad every year. Nice. I typically, me and my mom and my sister will pitch in to get him a box. And so um, I have at least three when I visit for Christmas with him. And so it automatically just makes me think of holidays. It's truly one of the best cigars that I think we carry. Now, Ed Sullivan, if you give someone a gift, yeah. is it okay if you also consume it? I need a, I need a ruling on this. Hell yeah. At the invitation of the gift receiver. Yeah. She didn't say anything about being invited to smoke three of his cigars. Mm. She just he said she smokes does. them. Yeah, he wants it's it. A, it's a... That's what it's for. It's yeah. a private group, though, Jay. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. This is my favorite cigar in the world. It might even be my favorite size. I mean, it is... This size? My favorite. Hmm. I love the cigar. Nothing... There's not a there's not a second and and um, the, the you know I was saying when I smoked a new Alfonso that's coming out I'll have to smoke it again because I've only smoked it one time that I smoked it and I said oh my god we might have the, and I mm-hmm. said last year with the Alfonso that came out I might have a new winner and um, <clears throat> no but it comes down to the original one which is this it just takes me back to the first time I ever smoked it I love the cigar mm-hmm. and uh, I'm glad we're doing the after show after. Just, oh yeah, we were gonna cigar. still smoke it. It doesn't I'm matter. Still smoke it. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a little bit of floralness on it. Uh, a little, very, very subtle spice, more along the lines of baking spice. And then, uh, as an afterthought on the finish, just a very subtle touch of that umami. Like if you really get a really good sear on a steak, mm. right where that hits the frying pan. Very good. Very mm. delicious. And you know, I don't smoke this very often. No. You don't. And maybe that's why it's still special every time I end up smoking mm-hmm. it, because certainly I could just start rifling through them, but I think it would take away from it. It's that, it's that good, and I don't want to ruin it. It's special, and uh, I love it. So uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we've got some mail to get to, uh, three of them. Only the best will win, and lots more. We are live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars 
feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars. Stai ascoltando Al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. We are back, powered by West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and now Red West Tampa Cigars. It's passion with a purpose. And we are back. Sarah's joining us today, and we're talking about repackaging cigars. We're working on, even during the break, working on this packaging of 2283 Uh Somebody asks, uh, when the packaging changes, will the price go up? Yes. So that, that becomes a problem because the packaging costs, and then it goes to the consumer at that point. So uh, I mean, the reality is I imagine that brand is overdue for a pricing because right. you bought the bulk of them a long time yeah, ago, yeah. right? Yeah, you got to buy heavy when you yeah. it, it's something and it's only sold to our stores. So you know, if it's, it's hundreds of boxes per size – uh, at a time, and uh, we do good with it, but uh, we certainly could do better. It's a brand that I think um, sells less than what it should, com- considering oh, yeah. the cigar itself. So uh, I want to increase and improve that. Um, talking about a few tickets left to Rocky Patel, there are tickets left for the New England Cigar Expo. It's Friday and Saturday, September 29th and 30th. We have tickets. Sarah's going to be there. Uh, she's going to be uh, working the bar. 
So uh, if you want to uh, meet Sarah, you can. Uh, that's just another added uh, bonus here on the uh, open-toed shoes, or I'll have to do closed-toed shoes per right. you know bartender regulations. Gotcha. So mm. there we go. And also, you know, cigar store creeps. So there we go. Right. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Cigar Speaking of creeps. cigar store creeps. So if you're looking for information, you can go to twoguyscigars.com, and you'll see on the rotator up there, New England Cigar Expo. All the information is up there. It is Friday and Saturday, September 29th and 30th. You can buy a two-day ticket that will give you Friday and Saturday, or you can buy a one-day ticket. We'll just give you the Saturday. But we have so many things going on. There's 38 cigars, dinner, uh, comedy, music. A cow. uh, Giving a cow away. Um, um, we went up there uh, on Tuesday, I believe, Tuesday and Wednesday, huh. uh, looking at the facility and uh, working out some things. I'll be again with the caterer uh, this week coming wow. uh, to show them because uh, it's getting close. So it's final numbers and final details. Uh, you'll see a, a video if you follow me on social media uh, because we brought in uh, our friend Gil came. Uh, took a ride with us, and he brought his um, drone. Drone, yeah. So oh heck yeah! We, we got some drone pictures That's for awesome. people listening to the podcast. Dave just pantomimed using an Atari, <laughs> flying a drone. <laughs> That's what it was like, and he could see on it. And I was more captivated with him driving were, this. Thing. Were you watching the drone or watching him drive it? I was watching him drive it. So mm. if you see, if, as he zooms he was into me, flying it, and <laughs> he didn't let me. If he let me, I would have. But oh I think no way! You can't be trusted. No way! No. no. Right into a yeah, tree. Yeah, that's a two thousand dollar oopsie through the top of the tent. It was awesome. <laughs> it was. I, I have to get me one. <laughs> I do. for a day. Well, Dave, yeah. you're not allowed gone. to fly it in the. You building. have to get James one and show him how to use it. There you go. Yeah. That's how it he works. needs a full face helmet if he's going to be around you messing <laughs> with that thing. So he he takes it off and it goes really high. It's it, you know it's showing all the fields and all the mm. stuff, and then all the birds started going at it. Ooh. Oh! And when the little birds were okay, then he saw some big giant. Bird Does it have come. machine guns to shoot the no, birds? No. But then he takes it down when the big bird was oh. going at it, and I said, "Isn't there something?" He takes it off again, and then the birds go after it again. What? Hmm. It was crazy. I've never heard of something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was That's nuts. That's crazy. It was nuts. All right, we got three emails to get to. We're going to pick one for a prize. What do you got here? All right, the prize this week is uh, brought to you by the folks at Romeo and Julieta for the best email of the week. They're giving away a pen, a lighter, a personal ashtray, and a ball cap, all branded. All ashtrays are personal, don't you think? Hmm. No. no. No, there's some you ashtrays I don't mind ones. sharing. No. Like, if I'm hosting and there's one between us, like, yeah, yeah that's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm hosting, though, there's one extra. I don't want anyone putting their stuff in. It's mine. That one's personal. When you go to the New England Cigar Expo, everybody's getting their personal ashtray. Wow. And they can take it with them after. The oh, question cool. is, now they fill their oh. ashtray up, they have to dump it. So we got to... Do they have pockets? <laughs> Do they you need have to get pockets? metal trash cans. Like those giant metal trash yeah. cans. Yeah. And, and let them do it. But yep. everyone's getting there. A New England Cigar Expo, <clears throat> personal. Mm. It's a pretty cool ashtray, too. There's so many things going on. How are you not buying tickets to this? Hurry up. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. And Patrick writes, Mr. Garofalo. Oh, oh right boy. to me. Trouble. And I hate that. Mr. Garofalo is now, here it comes. He's, he's talking to you like your dad. Okay. Uh, I want to thank your team. 
on the Cigar My Authority dad never for years me Mr. Garofalo. of educational and entertainment on Saturdays. But... I've checked around with my local tobacconists who are on the United Cigar Locator list, and none of them carry the Terra Nova DFK cigars. When I asked them if they could order them, I get the look, and they say no. Wow. I will go ahead and purchase a few cigars, but I feel like they did not go the extra mile and assist a potential longstanding customer. Wow. What can I do to get any local tobacconist in my area to carry United Cigars? When they don't, and they say no... Do you say why? Because I would love that information. Why? Mm. Now, Doc Fire Cured, if they have done it before with um, Drew Estate. Yeah, and, and there's been a few. There's been a there's, few with it. They were overpowering. Mm-hmm. And I get it because we tried it before and I do, and we stopped. Yeah, you end up smoking it for a week. Yeah. When it comes to the Terra Nova, it is slightly. It's like an eighth of a leaf of the filler that has yeah, been dark fire which is, stored. Which makes it interesting. It gives you a different kind of flavor, yeah. a little more smoke than what you normally would get from a cigar, right. but it's a very short finish. It, it doesn't dominate the blend yes. the way right. the others do. Yeah, well done. It's it's Kentucky Fire Cure done properly. All right. Now, this is the last week that I'm entertaining this, but it was because <laughs> these two were very good. I know you already picked it, but these two were very and good. And I picked what? Let me finish. All right. Following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Mike writes, name for reviewing panel. We already did that. <laughs> you know, it's almost like I knew that was coming. He teed and it I up and everything. It. Yeah. The Fockers, pronounced like the Gaylord's last name. The friends of the Cigar Authority reviewers and scorers. The Fockers rated this cigar a 90. The panel and angry brand owners should have fun with that. The Fockers. We did a whole good. show on this. And, <laughs> and now I it said comes in, it comes in at late. the beginning of the bit, this is the last week I'm entertaining this, but these two I thought were good. Fockers, that's pretty funny. It's funny, but it's a little too late. Whatever. <laughs> Again, it came in as an email this week, not last week. Well, that's the problem. And, <laughs> and I'm announcing to and, the world that this will be the last week that you, right. you'll get this read. Now don't you two see that you're in love with each Seriously. other? Seriously. <laughs> Jeffrey Damn writes straight. through the that's contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Gentlemen, and that includes Mr. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was listening to the after show on Wednesday and was astounded at the lack of good names for your new cigar reviewers. So you just said you were going to stop with this, and here you are with the third one about the cigar reviews. But go ahead. Dave explicitly asked multiple times for a name that spells cigars. No. Nope. name for the group should be Cigar Inspection, Grading, and Review System, which spells cigars. Having said that, the names everyone suggested were really funny and made my night so much better. Here I was working on my car at midnight, listening to Dave and Jonathan debate about the benefits of boners. (laughs) It really made my night, and I'm so grateful for the entertainment and information you all provide. So keep up the good work, and despite what Mr. Jonathan says, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Yeah, so it has to be the first one, because he ruined it. He ruined the whole segment. What? Yeah, putting things in the whatever. Yeah. I don't write the emails. I get the emails. Yeah, there was one email that was, it was actually, it was too good and a little too degrading. Uh, I couldn't read it. I'll send it Why? to you. I'll send it to you and you'll agree with me. I promise. Really? Oh, we don't boy. need that kind of lawsuit. Intrigue. Oh, okay. 
too degrading. This sounds like right after the show, we're going to read this out loud so the studio audience <laughs> might want to stick around to hear this one live. I'd be happy to. With, 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 uh, in, the, person. in fact, I know all these people personally, they will get a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, will, will I get hurt? Will I get... No. No? Yeah. Gonna, I'm not reading it. No. So. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna work on this twenty two eighty three. Can we and, vote on which email t- takes the cake oh, here? We have to pick. We, I, I don't think we have to go any further than Patrick, the first one. Yeah. Yep. All right, and uh, tell your your uh, brick and mortar stores whatever you're looking to get. You should do it no matter what brand it is. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I hear from brick and mortar stores that say. Uh, nobody no, ever asked. Nobody for asked for it. Therefore, I'm not going to take it in. So they are looking. It's not necessarily. To be honest with you. How I buy cigars from the consumer asking, um, but mo- most stores wait until they're asked by the consumer what they want. I like to get ahead of them. Like but the I flip side before. of that is, if it's a brand, if it's a brand from a company that we do business with, and maybe the brand failed at one point, we tried it and it didn't work. We certainly will special order a box. If somebody is a serious buyer and they want a box of something, I'm going to move heaven and earth to try to get yeah, it for and them. especially if they carry something from that company anyway. Mm-hmm. So you could have said, hey, I want the Robusto of um, the Terra Nova Kentucky one. Get me a box of Robustos. And uh, I why would also, the guy not do it? Here's the other thing that you don't realize as a consumer is some retailers feel funny about they don't really know you. So now they're on the hook if they get that box. Now they have to and sell that box. Yeah. So if you are willing, right when you make the request, here's a hundred bucks. I'd like to put a deposit down on a box. Now, Here we go. now they know that the box is sold and you understand the deposit is non-refundable. There's no changing your mind. Now they're not on the hook for the box. You're on the hook for the box and you get it. And there we uh, go. Take, that's another take, way of- Take that right out of the, yep. the Get equation. it in writing. Get a receipt. Yeah, get a receipt. Get a receipt that you did it. But yeah, who wouldn't do that, right? That sounds insane to to not do it. Uh, is how I look at it. Speaking um, of insane, we got a cla- this day in classic history to get. All to. right, let's get to it. This day in classic history is brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. All right, Ed Sullivan is our champion. Sarah, you remember how this goes? You got to write the year down, right? Year down without going over. Without going over. I have to type mine in. All right, that's good enough. All right. All right, it starts with Ed today. He's going to go first. Ed. Happened this day. Happened right. this day. Marilyn Monroe is found dead. Movie actress Marilyn Monroe is found dead in her home in Los Angeles. Uh, she was lying nude in her bed face down with a telephone in one hand, empty bottles of pills pres- uh, prescribed for her depression. Oh, boy. Uh, were literally around, around her room. 
After a brief investigation, Los Angeles Police Department concluded her death was caused by self-administration overdose of sedative drugs, and uh, the mode of death was probable suicide. It happened today. Like a candle in the wind. Like a candle in the wind. 1962. 62, he says. I have 62 written down You have as well. 62 as well. 1959. 59. Wow, somebody has two points. Both of us. Oh. Ed and Jonathan, 62. Yeah. I, I was only wow. a year old, but I remember it vividly. <laughs> Here we go. Of Who course you forget? do. <laughs> All right, it's over to Mr. Jonathan. Happened this day. Same day. No way. Not the same year, though. Well, it's up to you to figure well, out. Right. Ronald Reagan begins firing 11,359 air you traffic controls. You know who controls. would know this answer. Yes, I do. Striking violations in order to return to work. The executive action regarding extreme significant uh, slowed air traffic down for months. Two days earlier, August 3rd, almost 1,300 air traffic controllers went on strike after negotiations. He fired them and uh, said... Um, started getting new people to do it and that one person that i know that took the job was nick perdomo mm-hmm. um what? what year did that happen uh, i'm gonna say 1982 mm. it says 82 i had 83 83 i had 80 80 for the point it's 81 wow oh. dang ed sullivan killing it yeah the yeah. traffic controllers go on strike nick perdomo uh is with the navy Doing air traffic control, and he takes the job and becomes an air traffic controller. I did not know that. That is wicked cool. <laughs> and if you go in his office, you'll see a picture of Ronald Reagan hanging on his wall. <laughs> and uh, wow, there's the story behind the story. Um, okay, we have Ed with three points, Mr. Jonathan with two. Sarah has no points yet, but Zero. we have five questions and uh, no tiebreakers. Oh boy! But it's over to Sarah going up first right now. Happened this day, same day. Oh no. President Lincoln imposed the first federal income tax by signing the Revenue Act, strapped for cash, uh, with the, uh, which to pursue the Civil War, Lincoln and Congress agreed to impose a three-cent tax on income over $800. Three cents. Three cents. Well, 1864. 1864. Mm, I was going with 1865. 65. Okay. 1799. For the win. God damn right. 1862. You guys were oh, just two, two and three over. You were right there. You knew. The yeah. history. He I did not no know. Idea. That's he right. had no idea. <laughs> I was quickly trying to do math in increments of four and couldn't remember which presidents had two right. and, and four. Jonathan doesn't know anything. It's true. No, but he's but he's in the, in the tie right now with you for well, not knowing. I don't anything. know where for that leaves me. Anything. Two questions to go, and uh, it is over. Back to Ed. Uh, we have Neil Armstrong, born today, American X fifteen pilot and astronaut, the first man on the moon, Gemini eight, the Apollo eleven. He was born in Ohio. Yep. Wow, Neil Armstrong. You should know it. Ed Sullivan's, Ed up Sullivan's first. turn. <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm trying to do math in my head, and it's not working. Neil Armstrong. That was in the... Come on, nine. dumb dumb. Time to step up. <laughs> you know when it was about... The, the year he was 1924. born? 1924. 24. 1930. 30. I had 1933. 33. Two points to Mr. Jonathan. Yes. Dang 1930. it. Wow. 
Mr. Jonathan taking Man, the this lead. mental math is not. I don't really like him. I don't blame you. So, Ed Sullivan, you are going to need two points to tie and keep your your win, your victory. And what do I get if I do you this? Be, you'll be the leader again, and, <laughs> and you won't have to listen to him all week. But Sarah, you have zero points. Got none. You need something to be on the board so it's not embarrassing. It and might be. Jonathan, you need to uh, make this not happen if you get a point or what or stop them do whatever you got to do this is going to sarah first right yes mm, jonathan no me no it's oh, me yeah it's Ed sullivan just went uh, it's my turn all right okay born today masha 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 maureen mccormick Oy. she's an american actress she portrayed masha brady on the tv <laughs> abc sitcom the brady bunch oh. born today Maureen McCormick. 1955. 55. 1946. 46. 1958. 58 is slightly over. Mr. Jonathan's is 55. Oh, it's 56. Hell yeah. And that's what the problem that ends up happening. He's ahead, and now this is an important game. And he'll be talking about it all week. How, uh, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. <laughs> Something that I don't have is control over the board. That's, a, that's what you don't have. But you have control over this cigar. This is the Atabay. What size is this called? Delirious. Delirious. You smoke it and you get delirious, right? This has Because to, you want more. This, this is what it's about. Taino Indians, their ritual of cigar smoking, they would go into a delirium. While smoking, the only one that doesn't make sense is the duendes, which is the gnome, which is the the pyramid shape. That one doesn't fit. Is here. it like a garden gnome? It's like God, a garden gnome. garden gnome. Yeah, those that watch the episode go back. Gosh, you know I think what? it's like, oh man, I don't remember what. I know it would have been July twenty twenty one. July of twenty twenty one. It would have been one of those episodes. Mm. Yep. Sarah came in for a job interview. <laughs> she spoke with Ed Santa Maria at the other store. He said, uh, oh, this girl came from Ohio that wrote into the show, and she showed up. And I said, well, tell her it's not that traveling type of job. And she said, well, you can tell her because she's on the way here. Yep. And you came here, and you said um, – yeah, I, I'm interested in doing this. By the way, you introduced me to the boy you were with. Yes. And yep. you said, this is my partner. Oh, my gosh. Which yeah. I was very- It was 2020. I'm sorry. 2020? 2020. July 2020. Which I was very confused about. <laughs> I heard about this for yeah. six months. Six months. Because I said, months. okay, I just leave it alone. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. But that's her husband now. But Right. He is a male. Uh, yeah, he's a male. <laughs> he is my husband. <laughs> Very confused. Wow. I said nothing. But well, sent these guys into a tizzy no, when I left. It, the honest truth is, he looked like a man when he walked in. So you just assume, okay, it's a, it's a, dude. It's a boy and a girl. And then you said partner, and I'm like... I didn't look for an Adam's apple. Now I have to go back and look. <laughs> but there was no there was no way to go back and look without being awkward. So it just had to sit in the room for the whole and time. And I left Until the she left like and then I, I go, so what does that mean? You know what I was thinking? I'm like, did anyone check for an Adam's apple? Is oh, there- my gosh. 
I heard about six months. I heard about this. Like, how's your partner, Sarah? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Six months. Yeah. Um, but I have the same aversion to saying boyfriend, girlfriend. Because it hate sounds it. like it sounds like I'm, I'm in 15. high school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, we're like talking about getting married. <laughs> Good lord. So I uh, I never introduced him as my part. I said better I, half. I would say that was nineteen, wouldn't it be? Two thousand nineteen. No, I was out of college. I had graduated college in twenty twenty into the pandemic in May. Uh, and oh, I the pandemic! Is, that's could what it is. not. Yes, my because your job offer got pulled. It, well, they all yeah, yeah, all the leads I had obviously stopped because everything shut down, and so I was at home smoking cigars daily with my dad, and I was like, you know what? Like she, she rode into the store, asked the question, shows up. Then I talked with her in the office, and I said, at, you know, we'll we'll talk about this. Uh, you know, I got some questions for you. Hmm. Okay, and then I said. Uh, can we have that interview now? And you said, sure. And I said, well, the show's about to start. So can we do it on the show? So this was, you know, she's either going to say no friggin' way I'm out. Yeah. Uh, or she's going to do it. And she said, yeah, okay, do it. So I actually interviewed her on the show, which was, you know, again, his is my, um, notes for the show forget that we're going in a whole different direction here on the show <laughs> and the interesting so thing about dave especially on an interview is everything is a test but nothing starts off as a test he doesn't mm. say okay i'm going to test this person and see what their answer is yep. he has his questions and they end up being test questions and how you answer it it was math questions you didn't know the math was i that. didn't you know but I, the cereal one i remember you asked me like uh if i could eat one thing even after i got sick on it, what would it be? And I was like, oh, this is easy. And you were blown away that my answer was cereal. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got sick on it once and I kept eating it. Like, yeah, I was just. There, there was some great stuff and, and the answers were unbelievable. And uh, it, it turned into, to, to me, a great show that I listened to a couple of times myself. <laughs> so you can go back to July of 2020. 2020. Think? Yep. Because I started in August 2020. All so. right. So that was crazy, and uh, <laughs> and here you are, uh, and she'll be at the New England Cigar Expo if you want to do it. So, uh, final thoughts here on uh, the Atabay cigar we're smoking. The combustion line is absolutely flawless. If you get a chance to smoke an Atabay and you want to know what a flawless combustion line looks, every single one of them burns the same way. The the Tobacco is not only very well aged before it's rolled, but the cigar itself has age after. It reduces that carbon line down to just about nothing if you when you rotate it you get little specks of carbon every once in a while but i mean it's as perfect as you can possibly get and i i'm bothered by people to tell me well if you want a nice mild cigar but i consider it mild then i don't consider this a mild cigar it's just not aggressive it's not palate. yeah it's of full course, fl- it's, it's full it's, flavor yeah, but it's not gonna flavor, make you it's not gonna make you dizzy yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of flavor to it. it it's not a hay-like type no, of no, no. thing. This and you, what, the other interesting thing about Atabay and Alfonso, they both have that uh, what appears to be Ecuadorian shade, high, high-end Ecuadorian shade wrapper. But you don't get the, I don't get the bitter component that I get mm-hmm. when I smoke other cigars that have that mm-hmm. same hue All of right. wrapper. So let's call it. We're going to do the after show after this. And uh, while he's pressing his buttons, we'll tell the audience, uh, uh, <laughs> read something to them. So <laughs> if you ever want to be part of the audience, uh, you just come here to Studio 21. Cost $250 uh, to no, join us. The no, t- t- tickets are free, and we're here every single week. And if you want to join us, we'd love to have you. Uh, so come on up. But that is it. Next week, Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Cigars joins us live in studio. We're going to dive uh, into his past and see the Rocky Road 
to the future with Rocky Patel. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you may have learned something today which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.